welcome back to another episode of the Hazardous Casuals podcast. My name is Matt. We are an actual play tabletop RPG podcast. We are currently using the Genesis system and playing in the world called Alaria. We're so glad you're joining us, and we do hope that you've all had a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. If you would like to keep up to date with the show on social media, we are on Twitter at Hazardous Casuals, or you can email us at hazardouscasuals at gmail.com. And if you'd like to learn more about the world of Valeria or the characters, you can check us out on our webpage. All that information is in our show notes. This is sort of a, a short introduction, but before we get into our episode, I just wanted to let everyone know that we are missing Jordan in this episode. Jordan plays Raytheon Mistweave. He couldn't make it to the session that night, but we played on without him and uh, had a lot of fun. So with all that out of the way, let's jump into our recap and then our episode. Previously, our heroes made it to the small fishing village of Wondermere. They were able to stock up on supplies and sell some of the treasures that they had found in their previous adventure. While securing a room to stay in for the night at the local tavern, they happened across an old wizard that seemed a little crazy. The tavern owner informed him that his name was Husseldorf, and they discovered that Husseldorf had actually been to the Forgotten City. But when he came back, he was not the same man. The group actually took a liking to him and tried to help him out. And by the end of the session, they had talked him into going with them back across the lake to the Forgotten City. The question is, would Husseldorf be more friend or foe? It's about, I would say, probably eight in the morning, maybe, maybe a little bit before that, around that early out, early, not too early morning, but not, not late morning either. Um, how are you guys going to get to the city? Well, I, I figured we were going to go to the, uh, the fishermen and try to make a trade to see if they can take us over there. I'm going to go along with them just to, you know, provide some muscle and hopefully take Dusseldorf along with us since he knows the area. Yeah, Hasselhoff will go with us. Oh, great. Uh, I'll probably tag along, too, because okay. I don't trust David Hasselhoff, and I'm going to keep an eye on him. I'm assuming uh, he's coming along with. Oh, yeah, he's going to, yeah, sh- yeah, he's definitely uh, kind of with you guys. I think he'll he'll follow you wherever the probably the main group goes if you guys do split up. But, yeah, he'll he'll follow you guys definitely wherever you go. Uh, I think it's I, I, Raytheon, I will also <laughs> tag along. Oh, Hi bring guys! It, bring it back the Raytheon voice. Uh, I can't do that. The whole <laughs> I can't, do that. I can't, can't do that. I, I've got a good feeling about this. Come uh, on, guys! What is it? Raytheon kind of has a a, a a deep voice, doesn't he? Yes, kind of more intense. Yes, I think that would be a good idea. It's a very suspicious voice. And a very suspicious voice. Very suspicious of things. I like punch dancing, dance Ooh. punching, punch dancing. That sounds nothing like me, guys. <laughs> No, right, so it's you, not true. Uh, all right, so you guys head down to the docks. Uh, you guys get to the docks, and you can definitely tell like this is a fishing village. Um, you see a ship that's probably you can you look out to the lake and you see a ship probably that's been out on the water for a couple hours already. 
there are a couple different fishing ships coming in and out, unloading their catches already and then heading back out. One of the, probably the biggest area of, I would say like trade right now is over on uh, the main dock, sort of the largest dock towards the left near, I guess the trade, the fishing, the fishing charter building. I don't know. What do they do there? Uh, this is probably where they unload their shit. They're not shit. Unload their shipments. I thought this was a clean show. <laughs> oh, so so the warehouse? I uh, misspoke there. Uh, yeah, I would say this is probably like their warehouse, the fishing warehouse, where they unload their shipments. They um, probably check in with like oh, the loading dock. Yeah, the docks, the loading dock, the docks. Um, there, you do notice there is one guy that's sort of kind of keeping records. It seems like he's kind of managing it all. Um, sort of a, I would say like an elderly gentleman, not too old, uh, probably like late middle aged. Uh, he's got definitely a beard. He does have an eye patch. Uh, definitely kind of got a pirate vibe going on, and he's definitely directing a lot of people around. He seems like the the guy that's pretty much over over everything right now. The parrot on the shoulder, or no, no, he's not like full blown pirate pirate theme. Like he's. Probably got a, a a captain's jacket, you know. Uh, doesn't have a hat, but definitely has an eye patch. Um, oh. Definitely rugged. I mean, he's he's lived a, a a long life, probably out on the um, on the lake, fishing. Right, fishing. Right. <laughs> what um, what does that mean? What do you think he does? <laughs> I think he's a pirate. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were saying he was trolling for women all day from the dock. <laughs> Hello there, fish woman. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Hello, sir. He looks up, uh, takes him a few seconds. Hold on a second. Hi. Hi. All right. All right. Uh, Francis, go down. We need uh, We need another, another bucket of chum. Go on. And uh, this little, like, kind of weasley looking guy gets up and, and stops like cleaning fish and goes uh, into the warehouse. All right. What can I do for you, gentlemen? Hey, uh, sorry to bother you, but we were told to look for Jones. Ah, this is, I'm Jones. Jones. Uh, and at this point he looks and sees, uh, he sees your friend. He goes, ah, I see you've met Hasseldorf. Hasseldorf. Uh, Hasseldorf kind of just, he like barely comes out of his like weird sort of, La La Land to acknowledge Jones. Uh, so, uh, what can I, what can I help you boys with, and and ladies? No disrespect, Miss. Oh, thank you. I, I've got a couple things for you. I'm, I'm looking for. Um, I hear you might have a lot of these uh, uh, blue spines uh, for, for uh, fish spines that can be used for like uh, magical properties. Yeah, I would. Yes, we we uh, we sell a lot of them. That's pretty much all we fish with or catch here. Okay, you think they would uh, they'd sell well if I took them a good ways away? Or yeah, or... I mean we take shipments uh, about once a week. Uh, it used to be more, but uh, well, with all the all the goblin commotion, we've had to cut down on our our shipments. But uh, my boys are actually out there up at the Dragon Spire. They're selling some somewhere, trying to help the the town out. Oh, well, hopefully we helped you out with that. We, we killed quite a few of them. Oh, well, um, good. That's, that's great. You know, the goblins specifically, uh, not the, the, the fishermen, of course. Oh, yes, yes. 
traitors. I know. I know. I, that's, that's good. That's just, right. just the humans. <laughs> oh, good, good. I was, I was concerned there uh, for my boy's sake that you didn't, didn't kill them. <laughs> give me a perception check. Anyone who wants to make, actually, no. Give me a vigilance check. Vigilance. And I would say um, one person can get two boost die. While everyone else, if whoever else wants to make it, can get one boost die from Raytheon's heightened awareness. What's the difficulty? Three purple. Oof. Ooh. Difficulty. So I'm rolling three green. I don't know what I everyone got, else is looking at. I've got two green, one blue. Uh, I have a uh, one yellow, one green. He's, you're trying to, dis- to see how genuine he is right now. Because he is a pirate. <laughs> Exactly. So it looks like uh, Donovan went for the one blue die. So, okay. Gavin, do you or I want the two? Uh, you said you have three? Uh, I'll just go with I'm one. On, I'm on three green. Okay, I'll do the two blue. Oh, I succeed too. Okay. As do I. I got a failure in threat, so I'm just nodding along. Like, oh, this guy knows his stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I got two successes. I have, I have a success and an advantage. All right, so, um, Leo, you you noticed when you said, like, you killed the goblins or you killed a bunch of them? He, he got uncomfortable. You're not really sure. Like, he kind of was caught off guard by y'all even bringing up the goblins. Y'all saying that y'all killed some, and he just, the whole, the whole goblin thing, just kind of when y'all, like, responded that, the way you did, and then talked about the city. He got really uncomfortable. I'm sorry, did we offend you? What do you mean? Oh, I just saw you bristle a bit when I said that. I'm sorry if I said something that made you upset. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I don't don't care anything about any goblins. Kill them all. Hmm. Is Seth, are you back? Yes. I would say when uh, he says that, you know he's definitely not being truthful. Now, for the threat, um, he kind of, I think, quickly changes the subject as quick as he can. And he goes, so, so uh, you guys are looking for, uh, you want to buy some fish? I can buy some, I can sell some fish. We've got uh, maybe a hundred fish we could spare. Uh, but safe passage, well, I don't know what, um, we don't much like taking folk over there anymore. Not after, and he cuts his eye towards Husseldorf. Not after, uh, not after some parties went over there and things didn't quite work out for him. Oh, you'll make us walk all the way around to get there and get tired before we even get there and be worse for wear. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not oh. saying that. Listen, uh, for me, uh, I can I can offer you. I've got a small small fishing boat can offer you but it's it's not much um or if you want to charter with me i guess i could do that but it might uh, you might have to sweeten the pot a little bit if you want me to be a captain oh well, what's the price on the fish and the travel well uh he scratches his beard a little bit let's see mm, where we sell i would say like a bushel of, of fish for about 200 silver now we can uh, do you want a full bushel? It's about 200 fish. Or do you want something less than that? I'd be interested in that, depending on where we end up on the price. 
Well, I mean, like I said, 200 silver for a bushel of fish. Uh, if you want half, we can do half. We can do 100 fish for 100 silver. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll, okay, so I'll, I'll think about that while we're thinking about the, the price for the fare. Uh, the fishing boat, if you just want to rent the fishing boat, I'd let you rent it. Uh, not much risk in that if, if it does get damaged, if you don't bring it back. Um, I could have that easily replaced. I'd say uh, four or five hundred silver, if, uh, if that seems right. If you want me to charter on the sailboat, the larger sailboat, that'd be eight hundred silver for me to go. Gotta understand, taking people over there cuts into my um my fishing time it's two days journey um with the sailboat sounds good to me what do y'all think guys uh let me sp- let me speak with my uh my friends here a little bit okay be right back um we, we step we step out of respectable distance i i don't trust him hold on before y'all make do that make me a uh three purple one black difficulty perception check. I am not likely to win this, so I might go ahead and go first and see if I can do somebody else. Okay. Is that is that fair? Yeah, that's fine. Because I'm rolling a yellow and a green against three purple and a black. Yeah, I think I think uh, Kachi's the most perceptive, so I'll go next. Okay. So, yeah, that's a failure. <laughs> a failure with two threat. You just look up at the sun and you keep looking. That's really bright today. I didn't even know fish came in bushels. <laughs> what could possibly distract you in this this sort of setting? But maybe a, the... very, a very beautiful orc lady walks by. Oh, wow. you know what? A very beautiful orc captain walks by. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> kind of just tips her hat to you. Ooh. On walking, though. Just keeps on walking. She's polite, but. Uh-huh. She's definitely on she's, a mission. She's probably too young for me. <laughs> a mission to go fishing. <laughs> All right, who's next? I'm up. I, I fail. You're in a threat. Hmm. Yeah. So I think Mocker, you're going to get a. Um, I think you're going to get a setback die on your next perception check, Makra. and I think Leo, you're going to get the same thing. But um, I didn't get to see a pretty girl walking by. You didn't. <laughs> what What do you get to see there? What might distract you? I get you to from... see a pretty orc captain walk by. <laughs> maybe like, maybe like. Uh, I get to nudge Makra. That's a little perception. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you notice the, the orc captain go, oh, hey, Makra might like her. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, Donovan. I mean, uh, yeah, Donovan, uh, what does cat, cat G roll? There we go. It's like success and an advantage. As you guys are like talking and you're getting ready to like step away, uh, you notice through all the hustle and bustle, and this is what really made it hard, is you realize like there's so much going on here. It's kind of hard to keep track of everything that's going on. But you're able to spy just real quickly. You see that weaselly looking guy that uh, Francis that uh, Jones talked to. He actually didn't go into the the warehouse. He went over to a boat, and um, he, he really quickly uh, secured a tarp over something. And you caught just a glimmer of silver, just enough to know that there were actually weapons aboard this ship. Oh, crap. Pirates. 
So I'm going to, so I see that because when they start noticing the orc lady, she's not really my type. So I'm going to like keep looking around the docks. And I saw her look over and see that. And so I go, uh, guys, uh, you remember all those weapons we kind of, oh, let's say liberated uh, uh, on our journey? Well, they, they're they trying to hide some weapons in that boat over there. Mr. Uh, Squirrely Pants, uh, if you watched them, he went over there to uh, cover it up. Did y'all oh. see that? Okay, that explains everything. Did you see what he, what he said in response to the, um, to us talk, talking about the goblins? Uh, you mean the nice, well-meaning-to-do man that we talked to? Uh, no, not really. What if they're the supply chain? That would fit. Yeah, he definitely did not appreciate the fact that we took out some of those goblins. If they're hiding them from us, they probably wouldn't want the uh, City Watch or whatever weird thing they have going on here in Mr. Fishy Town uh, to find out. So what what are you suggesting? Hey, uh, Husseldorf. Uh, Husseldorf had wandered off. Ruby's kind of like watching over him. He kind of wandered off towards like one of the side docks and it's just sitting on the dock swinging his legs sort of with his staff playing in the water. Let's go ask, uh, let's go ask uh, our new friend over there who we should report it to. Cause if they're arming goblins, uh, it might be a big, big problem for a place like this. I mean, well, what if the goblins are arming them? What if this is something bigger? If the goblins are arming humans, then there's more serious questions going on. How many goblin blacksmiths do you know? Well, they're they're putting them in a boat. They're taking them the other way. Well, either way, we should probably report it. No good's going to come from that. Or, I mean, do you, we can report it. Do you want to confront him? Get some information out of him. There's a possibility to leverage this to our advantage with this captain. Yeah, let's tell him we know exactly what's up and then have him take us out to sea. Maybe it would be better if we, quote-unquote, accidentally uncovered the weapons they're trying to hide. Well, okay, let's say it's just weapons. Okay, we've proven it's weapons. What does that prove? That they're trying to smuggle weapons somewhere? It's not. It's, I mean, you, we could have bought any type of weapons you wanted yesterday. It's, there's not, nothing illegal with transporting these. We just kind of know it's suspicious that they hit them when we walked up. I still think we should ask Dusseldorf uh, what he thinks might be going on. His name is Hufflepuff. I thought it was Dusseldorf or something. I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Husseldorf. Uh, he doesn't. He keeps playing in the water with his staff, just twirling around. Actually, you notice like there's some actually small fish that have come up and like are following his staff in like a sort of a figure eight circle pattern. Uh. That Joe guy, or Jones guy here, is he good or bad? He seems pretty bad. Mm. Jones, he was a friend once. His heart is hidden in secrets now. We happen to see him, uh, uh, one of his lackeys, hiding a bunch of weapons. It looks like they might be smuggling somewhere. What does that mean for the region we're in? Jones's hands are in many pots. Some good, some bad. Hard to tell. I think we. I think at this point we just press it. Husseldorf kind of looks at you for a second, and then goes back to playing with the fish. Like he's still. 
there's something wrong with him. I mean, and you guys found, you know, figured that out last time, like Raytheon realized like his, what he needed was healing beyond Raytheon sort of means. So like you, you kind of get the sense like these like brief lucid moments are kind of like very rare, but also like we've kind of been privileged. Like you've stoked something in him, which is why he's like responding to y'all more, but he's still kind of broken in a sense. Um, so he kind of gets kind of zones out and goes back to back to fishing. Ruby, I think at this point goes. Oh, so what's what's uh what's what's going on, guys? Like, uh, all right, I leave you guys for one second. And y'all figure out some some really cool mystery while I'm away. Like, really? Ruby, yeah, Ruby. Here, here's the deal. You know those those uh, weapons we got from the goblins? Yeah, the one we threw in the 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 lake. Okay, so this is all potentially happenstance. Well, I mean, I have some in my bag still. Um, <laughs> but we're talking to this, cab- this captain. He talks about the goblins making things bad. We mentioned that we wipes them out. He's actually upset about it. He bristles, right? All the while, he's having a guy hide weapons so we can't see them on that ship over there. We're thinking maybe they're in league. Very suspicious. But, I mean, I guess we could report him. Or we could wait, see if he takes us on the same boat, and then confront him out at sea. If you guys are okay going out to sea, just know we might have to fight. I think we're pretty well versed in that already. And Ruby, you and your crafty sense, you've been hiding that from us, eh? I mean, that's how I would do it in Three Oaks. Oh, I really miss Three Oaks. Yes, there's no oaks here. Just water and fish. Well, there is that one tree in the middle of town. Reminds me of home. If they have a celestial spirit over this village, it's probably a fat woman who smells like fish. Or maybe it's a fat fish that smells like a woman. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are you guys what are you guys gonna do? All right, I I'm up for you guys just want to book you guys want to book passage and then deal with it on seas? I I agree with Ruby's plan. I think that's probably the best. Hey, Dusseldorf, thank you. Your input was important. Can I ask a question? Do any of you know how to sail a boat? <sighs> I've been on them with my, my cousins, but I, no, I don't know the sale. Okay, so if we do end up fighting and potentially killing this guy over this altercation, are we then stranded in the middle of this body of water without any knowledge of how to navigate or do anything? Well, we can see where we're going. It's okay, but we don't really know how to... I don't really know how to stop or start the ship. I just know how to... You know, there's a wheel. Or rudder, depending on the vessel. You just turn it the opposite way, the way you want to go. Okay. I mean, sure, in theory. So we can get to land. It might just be rough. Besides, if we don't kill them all, we can be very persuasive once we've almost killed them all. Hopefully we don't have to do that. Hopefully we just get information out of them. Seems like an awful gamble to me. If you haven't figured it out already, that's what adventuring is. One awful gamble after another. Well, what's your counterpoint? I don't have one. Oh. I just, I'm just not exactly keen on getting stranded because we don't know how to navigate a boat. Maybe we have a surprise gift in it that no one's noticed before. I think we've already found a captain that, that probably is experienced with the area, and we have one up over him. We might not be able to find better than that when you think about it that way. Let's go, let's go back and talk to him then. I'll, I'll try to talk him down. Sounds like the 
And don't worry, anything I pay for the, the fish will come out of my own pocket. Captain Jones. Hi. <laughs> hey. Uh, okay. So you said it, you said it was how much for you to captain us over there. All right. So Gavin, since you did have a triumph, which I did mark down uh, for this contact, he looks at you and goes, "Well, I tell you what. Uh, if you're wanting to take the sailboat, I'll knock off a hundred silver if you help me fish all along the way." 700 silver for the trip. Oh, that'd be great. I'd enjoy helping you fish. If we, uh, if we agree to that trip, and is that, well, I guess it wouldn't be a round trip. Hmm. Um, is it, uh, if we got that and I got 200 fish, you know, what, what price would you give me on that? Would you give me a deal? Well, I would say it would include a round trip, but you just wouldn't stay near the shores and the city over there. It's oh. sort of treacherous bill, you know, business over there. But I mean, we would take you back. Oh, okay, great. Uh, what would you give me if I got both uh, both two hundred fish and um, the sailboat? Are you trying to talk him down from like? Yeah, this is bundle. This is bundling. Nine hundred. So it'd be nine hundred right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, make me a negotiation check. Okay. Um, it's gonna be one purple, one red, one black, one blue. Besides, it doesn't look like you get much traffic here. I'm going to give him one advantage off of my skill. Oh, using that uh, helpful remark talent. <coughs> All right. He looks and he goes, well, since you're willing to do business both ways, not just rent the boat, but fish and buy fish, I tell you what, let's make it 600 and we'll call it a day. Okay. I like that deal. Thank you. When, when can we head out? Well, uh, within the hour, if you're ready, or we could head out. Probably it'd be best to head out tomorrow morning if we wait no longer, more than two hours. Well, I'm up for leaving whenever y'all are. What do y'all think? I've got no other business in this town, as far as I can tell. You might want to stop by a shop before I leave or see whatever else might be there. What do y'all think? Well, was that, I think, wasn't that the only shop I really saw? Oh, there's some more shops around. Um, actually, um, you do see, um, a traveling sort of caravan, not a caravan. I would say a traveling tradesman pull up and you see a uh, crowd actually gathering, uh, right now in the center square. Nicely. We could go shop there and then leave maybe before the two hours are up. Yeah. Let's go check them out. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's turn about two hours if you're up for that. Say, try to make it an hour and a half. If we're going to leave today. Okay. Um, and uh, prepare the fish for me, please. Well, you're probably not going to sell anything here. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's our main, our main staple here. Uh, right. But I would say, uh, if you want to wait for the fish, we can wait till we come back. Or we can, we can send them off and give them to you now. 200 fish now. Yeah. Go ahead and take them. Thank you. Oh, okay. All right. We head over to the traveling merchant. It doesn't seem like when we get a farther away, like it doesn't seem like he's planning on killing us. It seems like he's just trying to keep it a secret from us. Yeah, I think we just gave him the time he needed to hide everything. Well, we already saw what we needed to see, I think. Except now we don't know where he's stashing the evidence that was right there in front of us. Well, once we get on the high seas, there's no longer need for evidence. We've already seen what we needed to see. Our swords are pretty much the law there. Uh, you guys kind of approach the, the crowd that's gathered and kind of make your way through. Um, I think Ruby and Hustledorf come with you guys 
as well. And uh, you you actually see uh, this guy is like had a had a horse and sort of a buggy drawn behind the horse, uh, and sort of set up shop like super quick. Kind of just pops out uh, sort of this makeshift like shop. Uh, you guys see your friend from Three Oaks, Tom, and Ruby. Upon seeing him, just yells out Tom and just rushes over and gives him like a huge just hug, almost knocks him down. Uh, and he kind of is taken aback, doesn't realize like who's hugging him, and then realizes like, oh hey, hey guys, hey my main guys, there you got Leo, we got the yeah. G, we got hey Ruby, how's it going? Wait, oh yeah, I remember you bought the you bought the staff, yeah, 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 you bought the magic staff. How's it treating? Yeah. It fits it's, it's- just treat me well. Uh, see, I told Getting you some good news. It was you. I told you it was you. What can I say? What can I say? I get. I know. I know my staffs. Hey, is he coming on to my freight? It's like phrasing. <laughs> 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 so, uh, what can I? What can I get you guys? What, you, what, you, what y'all looking for? Y'all looking for? Y'all looking for a uh, little something, something, little something good from old Tom's. Old Tom's uh, traveling. Menagerie, uh, looking for something. What y'all looking into? What y'all up? What y'all doing out here? I don't know. I come from Three Oaks up to here. Well, I think we're about to step off on an adventure. Or I'll die, one or the other. Oh well, if you're afraid of death, I got just as thing for you, man. This great potion. He like pulls out from behind him, out of this like like ratty tattered looking uh book bag or ba- like backpack satchel pulls out here is a potion against death it will protect you within the next day once you drink it once you take it it'll protect you from death just once though it just ends after that just once wow you got me thirsty in fact uh do you have anything you could drink that's like maybe water out of something yeah yeah i got this great uh he sits uh he's sure you don't want this well, 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 well how much of the death is the uh, avoid death potion oh now listen this is this is fine and rare this is rare uh i tell you what since it's y'all i'll give you a deal three thousand silver for this that's pretty that's a small price to pay for your life i think uh i think i'll rely on my sword for that today what are those bags uh, these are bottomless water skins. You put beverages in them, it'll never run out. I'm talking from water to your favorite ale. Uh, get me in, you know. Yeah. Hey, all right. Ruby? What? Ruby? Is, yeah. Um, yeah. I, whispered, I whispered to Ruby. Yeah. He's on, he's on the level, right? Like He was on the level before, but he's, he's really being honest here? Oh, yeah. Tom is great. I mean... You know, he's always trying to make a buck, but most of his stuff is pretty legit. His back holding trick, it just depends. It's kind of like Russian roulette, you know, like, uh, you know, you you pay your money, you take your chances sort of thing. But most of his stuff is what? Okay, he has this thing where mm-hmm. you pay 100 silver and you get to draw from his, from Tom's bag of holding. She does like air quotes and you might get something really good and you might get something really bad. You seen someone get something good out of it? Oh yeah, I saw somebody pull a um, an enchanted sword out of there once. Oh. I also saw somebody pull out a piece of crap. But hey, at least it was like troll. 
crap. I've never known Tom to sell anything like that wasn't on the legit side. I mean, it might be a little like, eh, you know, frowned upon by society, but Tom's a good oh. guy. Yes, yeah, that's so good. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Didn't mean to, to exclude you there. I just th- you're talking about bottomless drink scan, uh, skins. I mean, yeah. I mean, now here's the thing. Now, I don't know if it'll like you can pour it out, but as I know that if you drink from it, it'll never run out. Oh, you you can't pour it out. No, no, not that I know of. No, you can't. Uh, like you can't make a buck. You can't like buy like. And from what I understand, now I, listen, I I got these from somebody else. I didn't make them. That's just how they work. I was about to open a tavern. Oh well, no, that's that's yeah. I don't think that'll work like that. Not unless you want to like drink it and then spit it out into the cups and then offer it. To people. That might be nasty. Though. <laughs> well, how how much is it? Uh, just 50 silver. Just 50 silver for a bottle. Your own very personal bottleless water skin. Um, can I have three? Uh, sure. All right. Three. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, here you go. And he uh, takes three down. Well, I also want that. I want at least one. <laughs> Mako raises his hands like, I'd take one too. He had me at favorite ale. Actually, I'll, I'll take two if, if that would be okay. I mean, sure. Yeah. All right. We, all we right. could we could get one for everybody using the greet funds and then anything extra is individual. Well, that sounds good. Okay. So Makra, Raytheon? Yeah. Okay. Uh sure, yeah. while they're looking at that, I'm playing with one of those uh far speaking stones. It's like I'm talking into one and holding the other one up to my ear. It's like I can hear myself. Yeah, I know. Isn't that cool, man? These things now listen. They'll go up a pretty long, long distance. They won't go up forever. I mean, they do run out after a certain point, but you can communicate with each other over a very long distance. They're pretty cool. 150 silver each. Come on. You know, you, listen, you guys are adventuring group. We're real popular with the adventurers, man. Come on. You know you want it. You know you well, want it. You're saying each or for like a set because a single for one each. won't do anything. I mean, 150 for each. Yeah. You have to tune them to each other. Do, do you have any bags of holding? I do, I do. Uh, one bag of holding right here. Not unless you want to draw from my all very own bag of holding. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna get a draw from my own bag of holding. Listen, man, seen some great people pull out a out a treasure, a beauty, a priceless beauty out of this thing. Just a hundred silver. It's like, uh, you know, it's like gambling. You might get something really good, but yeah, you might get something something okay. You know. Well, how good are the odds? Well, I really don't know. It's just kind of my personal bag. I mean, you know, we put all kinds of stuff in here. Hmm. Well, how much is the bag of holding for me? Uh, if you want to buy a bag of holding, we'll say um, 600 silver for a bag of holding. Hmm. I think uh, it's going to almost clean me out, but I think I need to get one. Considering yours the party pack mule, I'd be okay with dipping into some of the party funds if you need. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Are you, are you okay with that, Kachi? Well, I'm okay with that as long as you're the party pack mule. Besides the smell, it makes sense. Um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll cover at least a third of it. Okay. Do you have anything that might help to uh, enhance our weapons? To be honest, I am not as rich pants as the other two here, but something to make it a little better might, uh, you know, help me do better. Like, uh, 
uh, I don't know, like some sort of. Just tell me what it, you're looking for. Tell me what you're looking for. I want something to make it more half accurate. Stop rushing me. <laughs> Are you looking for like the superior weapon quality? Is that what you're looking for? What? No, I'm looking at the list and it says you have stuff that attached to hit hard points. Tell me, what is it called? It's called balanced hit. Hilt. Hilt. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I got a balanced hilt. This is 1,200 silver. 1,200 silver. Wow, that's a lot. That's okay. Thank you for letting me look at it. (laughs) Hey, Kaji, look at this. This is a, this is, you see the sheath? Oh, yes. I'm very experienced with the sheath. Oh, wait, no. What is that? Well, what are these called, Tom? Uh, Well, I mean, some people call them a sheath of holding. They call them um, a secret sheath. Basically, what they do is when you stick your sword in it, it kind of makes your sword shrink. Like, it looks like a dagger. Or uh, I mean, some can actually make them disappear. Look like you're just carrying a handle. It's 150 silver for one. And that's just for one that makes it look like a dagger. So, basically, it's a sheath of holding. The sheath has been enchanted like a bag of holding uh it uh adds its negative one encumbrance to the weapon to a minimum of zero um you can fit any sort of sword inside of it even up to a great sword okay but it's still going to be a weapon visible yes not just the help you're wanting one that has nothing on it that works like a bag of holding well, a bag of holding still has, like, a bag for it to fit in. Yeah, but if it was, like, a condom of holding, and you put a sword in it and didn't break it somehow, uh, it would go all the way up to the hilt, right? And you just have that thin little thing visible. Like, basically, I'm carrying around two hilts with no weapon attached. I was thinking it was, like, a bag of holding, that the bag stays the same size. The bag does stay the same size. So okay, yeah. okay. He has various sizes of bags of holding for sheaths. The the mechanic of it is it takes one encumbrance off of any weapon. If you want it for a katana, that's fine. He has he has uh, he he has multiple uh, sheaths of holding. How about that? I would like to point out they were presented initially when we talked about them as purely decorative, uh, basically just to make my sword so they look just like hilts. And with no bonus to anything or encumbrance change or whatever. And they were supposed to be extremely cheap because of that. So it's just like a, uh, alter, like, you know, if, if that's what you want with no mechanical benefits, that's fine. That's what you can get. Okay. My guy looks around. He finds two that are green and gold and the gold is, is embroidered to look like a Jade gem. And he buys both of them. Okay. Or, We'll just say they're fifty each. How about that? I just love. I love the fact that Matt completely created this entirely unnecessary item, and this is the crap you're getting. Uh, I know, right? It's like <laughs> okay. Now those, those. Let's go back to the stones. Uh, Marco, do you see anything you want? Need? I mean, these far speaker stones are pretty nifty and could probably come in handy, especially if you ever need to split up the party in some way. So the group has agreed five. Yeah, man. Do that. Thanks, Raytheon. Raytheon goes, guys, I think I just saw 
an owl. An owl? An owl. You remember that owl that we saw? I remember the owl, but we've, we've seen owls on the way here. What time, right. what time of day maybe, is it? Maybe I'm just being suspicious. Yeah. Maybe I'm just being, maybe I'm just being paranoid. Okay. I mean, you want to hit it with an arrow? Like I don't, in, in I don't see it now. I don't know where it went. I don't, it just flew by. I thought it was an owl. Okay. So we've got one bag of holding five, five, uh, drink skin, uh, skins. We've got five stones and Kaji has two, um, uh, she's holding. Ruby is going to grab. I think she grabs two greater healing elixirs, which is 150. So 150 to the list? Yeah. So 2,150. Yep, 2,150. All, right. all right. So what if we get all this stuff? What kind of deal can you give us? And hey, maybe a couple pulls of that bag of holding. Since we're old friends, you know? Yeah, since we're old friends, i tell you what. i tell you what, man. How many bag of holding you draws you want? How many bag draws you want? You want two? Two's good? Yeah, two'd be good. Make me a negotiation check. It's going to be two purple, one red. And you can add a boost die. This is your kind of connection. All right. And since this is so much stuff, I want to go ahead and um, upgrade. Oh, you're going to spend a story point. Okay. Success and two advantage. I tell you what. I tell you what. Let's do Let's call it. 2,000 silver even. With one, with one success, you can take 5% off. Uh, and then with two advantage, basically, they give you another, another, 10, another 5%. So it'd be like 10%, which would be close to 2,000. Let's just call it 2,000. How about that? Okay. Um, all right. So he gives you, uh, the items, uh, and you're going to, are you going to draw, who's going to draw from the bag of holding? Makra and Kachi, why don't you guys grab something each? Ruby goes, Ooh, I want to watch this. I can't wait. Kachi, you want the first go? Sure thing. Make me a D100 roll. As I go up to roll, I, I look Tom in the eye and, uh, I say, don't worry, I'll be gentle. All right, so you pull out with a six. You pull out a solid blue metal sphere, one inch in diameter with three parallel grooves around the cir- circumference. Wow, this is a ball. Yeah, man, yeah, it's a ball. Look at that. Look, you got you a blue ball. I don't suppose you tell us what these things are when we get them to you. I have no idea what in the world that is. <laughs> okay. Good luck on figuring it out, though. Uh, where should I put it in the meantime? I don't know. You got a pocket? <laughs> <laughs> all right. When Catchy steps back, Mako reaches in. Not very gently at all. <laughs> Slams that hand down. I rolled a 25. You pull out a brass prosthetic nose. Ruby goes, ooh, look, it's a nose. (laughs) (laughs) I try to see if it fits on my nose. It fits. Miraculously, it fits. And it's cursed. Wouldn't put it past you. And I'll tell you what, here's another another 100 silver. Ruby, you're so excited about this. Go ahead and grab something. Oh, man, I've never gotten a draw before. This is awesome. She gives you a huge hug, Leo. Ah. And then she like puts her hands together and rubs them like she's warming them up. All right, here goes. 
she gets a small bar of oh my gosh, what the heck is that? Or a chalcum. Or or chalcum, a metal only oh. in ancient literature. In like Skyrim, I think that's used for uh, like orcish orcish gear. All right, thank you, Tom. Hey man, pleasure doing business with you. Now listen, now don't go get yourself killed over in that city. I, you know, listen now. Y'all need to y'all need to take care of yourself, especially take care of little Ruby over there. All right. Did All right. did we tell him where we were going? Yeah, Tom. Yeah, y'all y'all told me <clears throat> where you were going. I'm certain of it. <laughs> Ra- Raytheon's eyes get real squinty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just looks at it. He stops looking for the owl and just like <laughs> looks straight at Tom. Tom. <laughs> hey Ruby, isn't it nice that your mom sent someone to keep an eye out for us? <laughs> Tom goes, hey, man, why you got to do that? I came here just selling my wares, man. Come on, man. Why you busting my chops like that? That ain't cool, man. Come on. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Good to, good to see you. Good All right, see, see you, man. Face. He gives you the finger guns again. Pew, pew. I don't know what I'm doing. But- All right. Lightning <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right, so you guys head back over to the docks after your little shopping spree? Yes. How, how, long, how long has it been? Uh, I mean, y'all can spend as long as you want there. I mean, let's say it's been about an hour. You're getting close to time to leave. All right. Yeah, we head back then. I'm going to take my flask of holding or whatever and uh, put uh, some three moon wine. Is it three moon wine or two moon wine? Two moon wine, three moon wine. It's all the same. Times. <laughs> Is it? I feel like you would be very upset if someone called it something that it was not. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I helped the group uh, fill their what all their all of our uh, bottomless skins with the skins with water, except for Kaji's apparently doing that. And um, in my extra ones, I use um, I go ahead and pour in. Oh, what is it? I got um, one. It will have Alden one brandy, and the other one's not going to be used yet. Yeah, so you guys head back over to the docks and. Uh, the ship is actually ready. Uh, John sees you. Goes, aye. All right, are you all ready to head out? We're actually ready whenever you are. Aye, Captain. I think we should go. I still don't trust anybody, but yeah. Hey, uh, Hasseldorf. Hasseldorf. Mm-hmm. I forgot to ask. Do you need something for the journey? Mm. Yes, I have everything I need right here. He pats like a little. A little uh, pouch on his side. Okay. Well, if you need anything, like what or anything, just just ask. You've got it for me, all right? Uh, he pulls out a, a small flask from inside his coat and like just shakes it at you. All right. Good to go. All right. So y'all hop onto this uh, small sailboat. Uh, do you guys take your steeds or y'all going to leave your steeds here? I think we should leave them. If we survive, we'll come back here to get them. Shabazz, you big, beautiful beast. <laughs> okay. What's this stabling fee? Uh, we'll just say y'all figured that out earlier. And we'll, um, all right, so you guys hop into the boat. Uh, and Jones, he actually has a very small crew. This is not a very large ship. I mean, like I said, it's probably maybe like 10 foot wide, 15 foot wide at most. Probably, probably you know, like 20, 30 feet long. Um, it's a very small ship, but it does have a, a hold underneath. Um, you guys do get on and you do not see the same 
the weapons, the actual where you saw the weapons at Kachi is actually the weapons are not there anymore. Uh, they the deck, the whole entire deck has been cleaned, uh, and you can see some like fishing, fishing rigs kind of set up uh, for the trip. And uh, you guys set off, and uh, this is probably like mid mid morning, probably around ten o'clock, I would say. And uh, head out for a two day trip, hopefully with good weather across a three hour <laughs> No. And as you guys pull away from the docks, uh, Raytheon goes, I knew I saw an owl, and spins around and just fires an arrow off the ship towards the dock. Uh, and you kind of hear some people go, ah, you know, as they, uh, y'all look around and see. Uh, an owl sitting on top of a uh, dock post, and as Raytheon shoots, it flies away. Well, holy crap, that's not a good omen if I ever saw one. Captain, you know what that was? <laughs> I mean, uh, surely. An owl? No, we've been having a spirit owl follow us. Keep your eye out for it. And you're just now telling me this. Oh, we haven't now. seen it. We hadn't seen it before. You're, you're just now telling me that you got a spirit owl following you. Look out for necromancers, too. <sighs> I should have charged you double. Yeah. Well, thanks, Captain. <laughs> Glad we shook. Uh, and he actually has a, he has a small, uh, very small fishing crew. There's actually only um, two mates that he has. Uh, the Weasley guy is definitely with him, uh, but Jones is definitely captaining, and the other two mates are sort of busy manning the ship so is it fred or george or ron well one's francis he said the weasley guy oh <laughs> you're funny <laughs> and then we uh, all got sued by jk <laughs> i just assume he's wearing a red a red long sleeve shirt blue pants and a a white uh, fishing hat oh speed is that what you're envisioning gilligan that's a Gilligan reference. Oh, oh, okay. A Gilligan reference. Are are all the clue uh uh male? Uh yeah, I would think uh yeah, Francis is male. Uh he's kind of a weaselly, kind of wiry. He's very skinny. Uh he's only got like like tattered pants on, uh, with like a, a twine right, you know, for his belt, sort of holding up his pants. Um, he's got a couple tattoos here and there. And uh, even though he's wiry, like he seems like to be pretty strong. Uh, he's, you know, hoisting the anchor, you know, raising the sails, sort of stuff, manning the ship. The other one's sort of kind of your average, like looking guy. Uh, not really anything uh, sticks out, just sort of average, uh, kind of a, a husky build. Uh, kind of, I would say, a little taller than the, the Weasley guy. The Weasley guy is kind of small, so. And what are you guys, so what are you guys going to be doing on this trip? You got a two day trip. How much are y'all going to help? Y'all, y'all agreed to help fish, but how much are like, who all's fishing? I'm throwing my back into it. Are, are any of us going to roll against seasickness? Yeah. Well, I would say right now you're okay. Um, yeah. You're going to have to make me a roll of resilience check. Bef- yeah. Before I, well, let's just go ahead and get to that. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get to that. Everyone roll me a, uh, just a, I would say this is probably an easy uh, check, but I think right now, let's do one purple, one black, uh, because I, right now the wind waves are a little choppy. 
Two successes, one advantage. Okay. I rolled, uh, Kachi rolled a success and two advantages. What? <laughs> oh, no, Makra! Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And Makra, with four green dice, rolled one failure and three advantage. <laughs> well, don't you just love the salt and sea air? And holy crap, you are turning a color over there, Mr. Monk. I'm a I'm a darker shade of green than I was before. Makra throws up and it attracts fish. Is that a good one? Yes. I've chummed the water for you. <laughs> Ruby with one, Ruby with two greens rolled one success. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, Raytheon rolled two successes. Oh, All right. <laughs> okay. So I think um, Leo and Kachi, I think on your next like checks, you can gain a uh, boost die. Uh, Kachi, you can gain two boost die. Leo, you can gain one boost die. I mean, they do have three advantage. Can I, can I spend, can I spend another advantage to say that? There's something in orc vomit that attracts these, like better fish. Sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> aqua chums the water. You hear? You hear? Just hey, let it all out, my laddie. Yeah, overboard, overboard. The fish love it. The snaggletooth love it. <laughs> and um, yeah. So okay. Uh, I'd say like for a couple hours, you're kind of feeling sick. Uh, you're not constantly vomiting, but yeah, you definitely chum the waters a little bit. Okay. It make, makes it all worth it. Uh, who else, who else are there fishing? I'm fishing. I'm fishing. Okay. Is it like fishing rod fishing or is it net fishing? I'll say it's fishing rod fishing. I got a couple rods set up. You can, you can troll. They're trolling out for some. Ah, uh, you fish negative. suck. <laughs> you're the worst <laughs> fish ever. You should feel uh, bad about yourself, fish. Okay. All right. So two, two purple difficulty. Uh, and this is going to be a survival check. I think Makro would be helping, but probably not with uh, Rod and Reel. Okay. Just kind of helping on deck. Yeah. One success, one threat. Three advantages. <laughs> by the way, I'm trying to show off to the sailors by trying to use my tail. <laughs> the tail of the fish with. So you're sticking your tail into the water? How is Kaji still alive? <laughs> He's just sitting there backwards with his butt hanging off the side with his Look, tail. No hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Leah, with uh, you catch, I think you catch a couple. Um, the threat is you don't you catch only a couple that are keepable. Not a whole lot are keepable. You catch a you catch quite a few, but not all all of them are. Uh, of good size, good eating size. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kachi, I think, how do you want to use your your advantage? Do you have any idea? Well, uh, maybe I don't catch almost anything, but something happens that impresses the heck out of the sailors. Uh, okay, what what would happen to impress the sailors? Uh, I'm, I'm sitting there. Uh, are there mermaids? Are there mermaids? Hmm. You know, I don't know. Uh, this is a, definitely a freshwater lake. Um, but it's a massive lake. If I may. Yeah. Yes, there are mermaids, but they're the opposite of what we think of. Fish on the top half, human on the bottom. Ah, God. <laughs> oh, no, my gosh. Man, I love that fish half. <laughs> gosh, that is frightening. I think that would have to be a threat. I don't... <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's say if you want to use your three advantage to say that there's mermaids, I'm okay with that. 
Okay, so I don't catch any fish, but the reason why I don't is because all the sailors, they look overboard. I'm like, okay, check this out. Oh, this is how we do this where I come from. Look, I have a tail for the fishing. I am so lucky. <laughs> and um, as I'm fishing, all of a sudden, all the fish disappear. I go, wait, what's happening? Everyone's like looking over the rails at me because all the fish just kind of swim away. I'm like, what got y'all are all silent. I thought this would be more funny. <laughs> and as you do, uh, all of a sudden, a mermaid uh, kind of starts throking my tail. And it leads to an event where I'm just ah, and scared off. And she's kind of scared off and goes, bye bye, you know, or whatever the mermaid equivalent is. So I didn't catch fish, but I did uh, I did find a mermaid attracted to my tail. That'll be a story they'll tell for a while. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, actually, you guys didn't include your extra boost die. I'll roll one extra. Yeah, go ahead and roll one. Ooh, I got a triumph with that one. I mean, Whoa, a, success. No, a success. Yeah. So I got two advantages, which means I don't get a strain. By, I, so basically, I get one success, one advantage. Yeah, one success, one advantage. Okay, I would say with that, um, instead of not catching like any good size ones, I think you catch... Uh, at least one fish like that's above like what they're looking for, like a, a a decent trophy fish, not like a legendary fish, but a decent trophy fish. So it's blue quality, not purple or yellow. Yeah, yeah, it's blue quality. Like you haul it in, and and uh, the Weasley little Francis goes, ah, yeah, that's a nice fish. Yeah, uh, catchy when he sees the mermaids. I think he's like, oh wow, man, those are no, we don't see them a lot. Hey, uh, that's good luck. That's a good omen. You must be pretty lucky. Well, yeah. I mean, with a tail like this, of course you do. And um, since I was trying to fish and ended up getting a success then, so, like, the mermaid, like, is stroking my tail, and then she leaves, but she comes back and gives us a couple of fish. She's very pleased to meet me. Okay, yeah. All right. That's sure. That's cool. I like it. On the other side, oh, my. All right. This is Raytheon's role. He rolled three successes, one advantage, and one triumph. I'm going to let you guys decide how you want to use the triumph if you want. Get that. Uh, if, if it's any way they can impress the captain enough to where he lets us in on something. How about since it's a triumph, he's fishing and he accidentally snags the line of the, the swords they've been trying to float behind them as we go. So he starts pulling it's like, oh, there's another line here. And when we pull it up, it's what some of the stuff they're trying to smuggle. How about this? Raytheon hooks a very large snaggletooth. Like, you see it. It's a good, like, 10 foot long. Um, and the captain just goes crazy. He's like, ah, yeah, there we go, boys. All right. I need, uh, and they realize, like, uh, Wesley, Francis kind of realizes well, oh, we need the we need the spear. We don't have it, right? Uh, we we got the spear. Somebody go get the spear down down below. Uh, and the two mates are kind of helping Raytheon sort of keep this fish on the line. Um, who wants to go down into the hold? I can because I've already kind of established that I'm just on deck helping out. Okay, so you go down in the hold. You go down to the hole. It's it's not a lot. Like there's a couple barrels here and there. Like they've got supplies for like fishing and food for you know a trip, a two day trip. Uh, and you see some bunks towards the the front of the ship. Um, and I think though there is a captain's quarters, but there's also a um, 
a storage area and the you go down and they tell you where it's at and it's actually hanging on the wall but when you go to grab it you notice that the storage door is unlocked and actually kind of okay i got an idea so i'm going to reach for it and then i get a bout of seasickness so i reach for the other door <laughs> thinking it might be where the head is okay <laughs> all right uh so you're gonna you barf all over this these swords oh yeah <laughs> you just vomit all over them but yeah uncontrollable in this, but it's like this, projectile it's everywhere <laughs> yeah uh this, <laughs> yeah this storage uh room is is full of probably a good 200 swords and various weapons. But there's also an area for like, um, you realize there's, you know, when you look, you actually realize, oh, wait, there's two storage areas. There's one on the other side. You just got lucky because it's on this side where the, the hook is. I think that works. I come up with the spear while they're getting all excited about this huge catch they're hauling in. Um, I'll mention it to the other folks in our party who are not otherwise occupied. Well, guys, I think the uh, the best way to approach this is to tell them about the other swords we found and what we did when we found them. That might maybe uh, both intimidate them and let them know that we know what they're doing. Hmm. I do still have a bundle of swords. Uh, Ruby is fishing, and uh, she rolled a failure with a threat and a triumph. All right, so we get the fish in. Um, the trap, uh, do, you want to, do you want to be to where we actually make a really great time? Yeah, could you say that there's a, um, was it a, back, a tailwind? A tailwind, or they're not having to fish as much as they would normally have to fish because we're, we're, we're pulling so many in. Okay, either one. I mean, yeah, I'd say you can, sort of y'all are making a really good time. It's looking like y'all might get there before a full, like, 48 hours. Oh, okay. So, uh, so do we, okay. So we, we bring it up with the captain. Um, um you I, wait towards the end evening. Like when, it, how was the context of the, are you waiting like till everyone like settles in for the night or the evening basically? Uh, over, over, uh, over dinner, I'd say. Okay. Uh, I think y'all sit down and he's like, ah, it's a good day of fishing. Ladies. Ah, 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 just, you know, it brings a smile to old man's heart. Having such such good fishers on the uh, trip, it was a it's a pleasant surprise. Well, I've got to, I've got to miss I've missed fishing quite a bit. Here, uh, take take a pull on this. Tell me if you like it. I hand him the um, Eldenwood brandy uh, skin for for a sip. Uh, yeah, he takes a sip. Ah, oh, yeah, nothing like the Eldenwoods. It's it uh, refreshes the soul. Uh, I take it back and I say, so, about those uh, weapons you're smuggling. Um, you want to tell us about it? I, I saw you were upset that we may have hurt your supply a little bit there. Uh, he kind of looks to his mates real quick. Uh, you can tell, like, as he's sipping uh, his own drink, he definitely is uncomfortable just by the his whole body language changes. And I think he looks at you as well. You know, you might say that a man's business is a man's business. You wouldn't go prying into a man's business if it wasn't your own. 
But I guess if you really want to poke that bear... I'm just concerned for our safety. I want to make sure we're okay if we may have interrupted your business supply. We didn't know any humans were connected to it. I mean, it was a big... Uh, what was it? A troll? Uh, an ogre? Well, I don't really know how they've been getting them. All I know is that they've been supplying me with them. And I've been selling some to the city, selling some to a village up north, and, well, dropping some off someplace else. No. Well, that sounds like the place I'd like to know. I mean, we might have, like, you, you can keep profiting, but we might need to go into someplace at some point. Uh, uh, make me, someone make me a, a vigilance check. If everyone wants to make it, you can. Let's see if this guy's telling you the truth again, or if he's trying to hide something. Uh, three purple and one, one black difficulty. And we all get the, the, the two Raytheon. Uh, all right. Yeah. I tell you what, y- y'all, y'all can have two boost die. Yeah. Let's, and y'all are sitting close enough. That's fine. I think I'd be okay. Uh, Kachi oh, will a triumph and advantage and two successes. I'm not sure. I think it's two successes, Mine. one advantage. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Mine didn't show up where I was expecting it to. Is it, is it only one? Is it only one setback? Yeah, it was only one. Oh, how should I resolve this then? I go ahead and reroll it. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> <laughs> he went from one threat to four failure and four advantage. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, the exact opposite. You, oh my You goodness. really failed it, but man, did you fail spectacularly? <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Uh, Makra and Kachi, you guys know that he says this, and I think Raytheon kind of goes, hmm. You know, he's just like, you know, he doesn't believe this. And uh, Ruby's kind of just listening, eating, you know, kind of watching this whole thing go down, sort of like it's a, a dinner show. Um, when he says he's been selling some to the the town, that's true. With the successes, you guys know that he is he's being he's trying to deceive y'all at some at this point. I I want him to feel bad for having lied to us. To feel I, I, like to feel like like he's actually doing something bad. Like, like, you know, we fish together. We're, we've okay. thrown chum together. I think that, yeah, I think this can work. I think you want to spend, how many advantages do you want to spend on that? You want to spend all four? Yeah, spend all four. Okay, like a, okay yeah. I think that can work. Um, all right, so what else What else do you want? You got two, you got Kachi, you got an advantage and a triumph. Well, I know, I know from that that he's lying. Yeah. You, triumph, to me, a triumph here is figuring out what's going on. How about this? How about you and Ruby were talking last night about this area, right? You kind of just sat down with her. And, uh, and maybe when he says this, like, you two lock eyes. Like, y'all are having, like, a conversation, like, about last night. And you realize Ruby pointed out something. There's only one village in this entire valley, and it's Wondermere. That's it. This is pretty much uncharted land. That beyond the ruined city, there's nothing in here that's known to, like in any lore books, any geography books, there's nothing. So the only place he could probably be taking this to would be to the ruined city. And you already know there's nothing good in the ruined city. It's not just ruined, but she even told you last night, it's cursed. Flat out cursed. 
I'll say with the advantage, because you found out that, you know, people are sort of buying swords to arm themselves in this in the little village, right? So he's not just playing that angle. He's playing something even deeper. Like he's he's involved in this something uh, far deeper than just like selling, you know, buying swords off of goblins and selling them to the town and then, you know, stoking the flame of like goblins are coming, you know. He's he's faring these weapons for a purpose. I'm thinking basically Leo calls him a little on his bluff. And then Kanji would probably be like, 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 let us be clear, we we found a bunch of swords already when we killed that giant ogre. We've told you this. This is a small boat that we are all adventurers and uh, swords and goblins' hands or even worse in the dark city. Um, that doesn't sound like something we can let happen. We might need some answers before we land or only some of us might land. Okay. I think with that, I think he also realizes like if, if there was a violent confrontation, they would not win this confrontation. Um, as much as like he probably is a skilled uh, combatant, his other two mates are not probably. I think he looks at John goes, uh, he nods at the mates to, to head on up and they, they head on up and, and basically, you know, take care of the ship while everyone's finishing dinner as well. I tell you what, you seem like good folk. I don't want any violence. I just been trying to do what's right for my family. I, the city hasn't been doing, well, the village hasn't been doing too good lately. The goblins caused a lot of problems financially. A, uh, an individual came back about a month ago, said he had a proposition for me, one that I couldn't refuse, wouldn't refuse. And even if I did, that uh, it would not be in my best interest. Don't really remember the name, but had an evil feel about him. Said that I was going to help him with a little errand. He would bring and supply me with swords, and I'd ferry him across the lake. What I did with the excess swords was up to me. I'd be paid handsomely for my service. If I didn't agree to this... Um, proposition that he would kill everyone in the city. Now, I'm not a man that buckles at fear or even is afraid of anything. I've seen my fair shares of frights on this lake, and but I knew that if I didn't agree to it, that uh, he would make good on his promise. So I tried to keep the city safe, made agreements, further agreements with the goblins that they wouldn't attack and harm anyone. But they could come and raid a few supplies here and there, and uh, I would make good on the shipments. That's the whole story. That's a better one than I was afraid we were going to hear. I'm glad he hears for protection and not greed. You do realize we cannot let this shipment happen. I'll tell you this. We'll, uh, we'll make sure that whoever's on the other side doesn't, isn't, doesn't get word to anybody. <laughs> we'll make sure of that. Well, um, if you don't... Uh, don't mind. I think I'll be turning in for a few hours of sleep. He uh, finishes his drink and heads off to his quarters. Macro. And on his, on his way down there, he, you hear the, him just like, Ah, oh, Macro, come on. I told you to do it over the side of the ship. 
<laughs> Marco, what do you think about this? You're the you're certainly the compass of the group, the moral compass. If I'm the moral compass of the group, there's gonna there's problems. I just am suspicious of everybody. Either way you cut it, this man is responsible though for goblins with weapons and deaths. Uh and more might follow. No deaths we, yet. We, we cannot rely, we cannot arrive on the shore with the weapons on the boat. I will go so far as to say that we might even uh should be the hands of retribution. Do you not see this? The goblins were the ones delivering the weapons. He's dropping them off at some kind of a location for who knows who. But he has been, but he's been profiting off of this and uh, Kaji, do, do your tribes down south, do they never have a warlord who demands villages pay tribute that they can't stand up against them on their own? No, we do not. Uh, uh, not only are we in a vastly different situation, uh, but uh, the individual tribes would rise up. If we caught one of our own supplying weapons to, say, what, werewolves or something, uh, we, the retribution would have already happened. There would have been no discussion. So if a hundred werewolves showed up to a village and said, if it, a village of ten people, like a little a small, a couple of houses, and they said, if you don't do this, we're going to kill you all, and if they, they oblige, you, you guys would just murder them? If they obliged, yes. How many more of us would they kill by their actions? I think Ruby, Ruby speaks up and looks at you guys and, and says, I think the cat folk or the, the Dunair would actually rather die than help any werewolf. Am I, am I wrong, Kachi? If anything, we would arrive to find out how many of those men could have killed of those werewolves. But that, I mean, that, that's how they live. That's their, that's their honor. That's their tribe. So who will stand up for the people that died by those blades or will die by those blades? Not to mention, this is still a current shipment happening for obviously some sort of war front or whatever. Ruby, what do you think? Well, honestly, this guy sounds a lot like the same guy y'all ran into in Three Oaks. Well, we ran into in Three Oaks. Remember the guy with the the skeletons and... You know, that vanished into the, the portal. I mean, hooded figure, dark, you know, robes, hooded figure. I mean, it seems like a lot of things are connected right now. And maybe I'm just jumping to conclusions, but maybe they're the same guy. It's possible. The shipment does give us an opportunity to perhaps let the captain go through with his delivery. But we observe to see who it is that comes to pick up payment. We are already going to the Black City. Whoever comes would probably be one targets of ours anyway. We like exactly. I, we can't let the shipment arrive. Well, if the shipment does not arrive, our foe may not arrive either. We should see what we face when we get there. We should make our choice then. And what if it's too big for us to stop? And then, oh, oh, we just gave away weapons just like this guy. We would be just as complicit in my mind. I don't suppose anyone here can curse weapons. No one's that. No one knows how to curse weapons, right? Uh, I mean, I could try. Ruby, like, like, I mean, I could try. I've never done it before, but I mean, hey, I'm kind of new to this wizard thing, anyway. Oh, that would be phenomenal, Ruby. If you could swing that, that'd be awesome. 
sabotaging the shipment and following through with the delivery would be, in my Mm. mind, a good strategy. Because it would prevent the weapons from being useful to our enemy and give us the opportunity to investigate further to see who comes to pick it up. Ruby, you got a couple days. You want to make that your project? I mean, yeah, I can I can try. Um, Mocker, you want to help? Uh, can I? Yeah, I think so. Curse is a, a divine weapon, um, a divine magic uh, type. Ooh, it is. Yes, absolutely, I'll help. Okay, yeah, because I think without without help, I don't think Ruby could accomplish like half of this. I mean, this is like two hundred some. I mean, over two hundred some weapons. I mean, this is a huge shipment of weapons. So, and they're all would, plain weapons, right? Uh yeah, I mean just swords, axes, battle axes, stuff like that. I mean nothing like fancy. Maybe a couple of, like great swords, stuff like that, but um I think they're all sort of uh, nothing special. Yeah. I would not have initially thought of curse as being under the divine magic school, but yeah, absolutely I'll help. I'm not really fishing much anyway. <laughs> all right. Um so what do you guys I mean are y'all done talking about this or I'm still unhappy. I think well, we should still not even take any weapons there to begin with. If we can curse them, okay. But still, the question is about this man. Either we are letting him off cheap, or if y'all believe he should not be accountable, uh, will not his family be in peril anyway once they deliver fake or cursed goods to those? Well, that that goes that. I mean, that's just a consequence of what they did. But who's to say that they know that? I mean, he's delivered a, a lot of goods before. Who's, who's to blame him for one bad delivery, especially if they never track it back to him specifically? I would counter with what's to stop him from going back if we are defeated and doing the same thing over again. Well, what's to keep the whole village from being wiped out? Uh, Kaji, I, I can't get behind us meeting out justice for a man who feels like his, his hand was forced. The relationship between us and these groups are not the same as the relationship between you guys and the werewolves. We don't have that amount of hatred. I understand I'm outvoted on this. I'll go along with you. But if he acts up at all, I will drive a sword through his chest. And, I, and I'm going to stomp upstairs. I think maybe Ruby would try and go talk to him. I think, yeah, I think she would head off after you, Kachi, and kind of probably just kind of talk with you through it and hear your side of things a little more. But what does everyone else do the rest of the evening? I just, for sure, I'm going to take watches. I don't trust the crew. Yeah, sorry. They may gotta... they may have been a bit more honest with us now than before, but I still don't trust them. Taking a couple watches, where everyone takes a, a turn and a watch. Um, nothing happens. Uh, I think you guys noticed the captain come out. You know, he he takes over for his mates. Um, the trip is actually you know you have no altercations at this point. The smooth sailing. You know, you got that tailwind. Um, giving you guys uh, good speed, good making good time, and uh, y'all wake the next morning to a uh, another beautiful day. Um, however, though, you know, when y'all first came to Wondermere, y'all noticed that there was a storm brewing uh, across the shore uh, up on the mountains, and that storm is moving ever closer to the city, and is pretty much reach the city at this point um if it hasn't reached the city by the end of the day it'll reach the city and this it looks like a nasty storm 
one that probably would, you know, if you were at home, you guys would probably prepare for a little bit, you know, but you know, you guys have got, um, you're starting to get a little tailwind, a uh, little headwind with that storm blowing up, but you'll probably still make it by the end of the day, at least at this point. So Ruby and Mocker are going to spend the day trying to curse these swords. Uh, what is everyone else going to be doing? I, at some point, I'd like to ask the captain about anything he can describe about their person to try to make sure that it's not the same guy we dealt with back in, in uh, Three Oaks. Uh, okay. Um, you, you, I mean, I think you, we could do this scene like as he's, um, he's like uh, captaining the ship. He goes, uh, good morning. Ah, I see. I hope you had a good night's sleep. Well, it wasn't quite as good of a night as I could have made it. I say just kind of touching my sword hilt. I will admit that I am pretty much the only one that didn't vote about the meeting out here. Well, I was at one point the only one who didn't vote to bring this crazy wizard guy along. So I know the feeling. But everybody loves Hasselhoff. But everybody loves Hasselhoff. <laughs> Hasselhoff. Um, he looks at your sword and goes, well, friend, I, I can't blame you if you choose to deal out punishment, but uh, I'm not going to take it laying down. Uh, and he has a little twinkle in his eye. So he goes, but uh, I did what I felt like I had to do. I kept my people safe. And uh, well, if you can't understand that, then that's okay. As long as we both do what we got to do when it comes time to do it. This guy you met, though, did he kind of look like these? And I describe what the necromancer dude looked like. <laughs> he looks at you and goes, eh, he, um, well, he had uh, hollow eyes, sort of hollow cheeks, gray, almost a gray complexion, an ashy complexion. He wore uh, actually pretty fancy robes, even though they were uh, worn. They were uh, dark, but not black. They were kind of a dark purple, maybe violet color. Adorned. Chartreuse? No, 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 no. That's <laughs> a chartreuse. <laughs> dark violet color. Um, <laughs> he had this necklace around him. It uh, didn't reflect anything. It had gemstones all around it and a, a skull at the base of it. Dangling and the eyes glowed red. It was, uh, it was unnerving. I, it was like death came off of him. I don't know if you've ever met a necromancer, but hearing the stories of old, that's what I would imagine he was. I knew he could use magic, that's for sure. Had a few rings on his hands, silver and gold. That's about all I can give you. Did he make you touch anything, hold anything? Oh, no, he didn't force me into it. I chose it willingly, seeing it as was the only option. Well, since we're, we're all talky-talky and best friends now, can you tell me anything about Dusseldorf over there? He sighs and goes, well, his name's Husseldorf, first off. And he once was a friend until his, well, 
until I took him and his friends across the lake to the sea. That's why I don't take many people anymore. But I figured if Hasseldorf was going back over, either he was in his right mind or maybe he would find closure, whether that closure was death or redemption. Okay, I'll go back and relate all this to my party. You, you've not been vindicated in my mind, but thank you for not misleading us further. Uh, he nods. As I, as I leave, as I'm like walking out, uh, we're in a room, right? Where is this taking place? On, uh, on top of the ship at the helm. As I, walk up, as I start to descend the stairs from the helm, uh, I'm going to turn back and go, sometimes realizing and living with what you've done is way worse than vengeance being meted out on the sword. And then I'm just going to descend the step without waiting. Okay. I mean, that's pretty big information. I'm going to go downstairs and tell everyone, just so everyone. Oh, okay. Hey, the, the, the necromancer's guy is who he's dealing with. Hey, you'll never believe this shit. Uh, the same guy that played with us in Three Oaks, turns out he came out to play with this guy. It's the necromancer. Ooh. Dun, dun. Done. I think Ruby goes, I knew it. Still feel like not killing him? Eh? Eh? We have a saying where I come from. Uh, give a hoot. Uh, don't pollute unless it's something that caused the death of a lot of people then pollute with their bodies. So right in the middle of you saying that, about three words after you say hoot, Raytheon sticks his head down there and is like, is there an owl? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I thought I heard an owl. Kachi, I don't think it's right for us to pass judgment like that. I mean, I get that your people have an honor and code, but like, I get that you guys are trained that way, but I mean, he was faced with a difficult decision, a decision that he felt like he only had one option. Just his arms. He's a pirate. They love that thing. So you want to make him suffer for the rest of his life? Well, you get a jaunty name, like Mr. Hooks or something. So, question. How far back do you take this system of justice? So, sure, you challenge the captain for delivering the weapons. Do you also track down the blacksmith who forged them? If a bunch of, what was the, uh, the, the comparison you said? If a bunch of werewolves forced a person to make them deadly weapons to use against the rest of us, yes. We would kill the blacksmith. The guy's delivering weapons, sure, but would you have the same moral quandary if they were delivering it anywhere else? Like, a, a sword's a sword. Where's your honor? Bl- if somebody tried to force you to uh, give what it, what, whatever weapon you choose to uh, people to use against your family, would, uh, would you agree to do it? Or would you fight them to the death not to do it? It's, it, I mean, come on. My family's already dead, so. Huh? Uh, you say that, you're going oh. <laughs> I. Yeah, Leo looks over at Makra for a while on that one. Like, uh, uh, hey, dead family party? 
<laughs> oh. Tw- twinsies. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I get, I see both sides, but here's the thing. Shouldn't we just hand him over to his people and let the village decide? I mean, it's their village. It's their, it's, he's done injustice to them. We're talking about a guy equipping a, some sort of force that is going to kill regular innocent people. Yes. And that's why he goes to the court system here. If I went down to where you live and I live by our laws here, your people would be so mad at us for doing that. Actually, does, does your people not have any sort of like trials? Like, how do you decide whether somebody's guilty? Usually by tribunal. Uh, a whole village will come together and usually at most banish a person permanently. That's pretty much death, but execution is for serious crimes normally involving werewolves. Okay, but do you go to other people's village and then enact justice to them, or do they get brought up to their own tribal tribunal? Mm-hmm. We we are spread out nomads of people for the most part. So it's yeah, whatever. but let's let's say you caught somebody in your village stealing. Would you take them back to your own tribe, their tribunal, if they stole against other people? It depends what they stole. If they stole something that led to the death of somebody, yeah, we would bring them back in an eye for an eye. Oh, 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 daisy. But, so but you would. Other- so you would, but you would still bring them back to tribunal, right? If they were a Dunair. Okay. So what I'm suggesting is we take Jones back to his tribunal, his people, and let them decide how they want to punish him. How do we do that without sailing all the way back to town? That's, that's the big part. We're going to have to let them go at some point. If okay. On this venture. Uh, I get that. But do you think Jones won't admit to what he's done? No, I don't. I think he'll be gone when we get back like any sane person. He's going to go back, get his children, and leave. What if we made him promise? Yeah, what if we made him promise that he oh, would go bless back? Bless your heart. Bless your heart, Lurie. I'm sorry, but the world does not work that way. And you have to also think, what if we all die on this venture? Who's going to stop them? I see what you're saying. But I still stand by. It's not our job. We don't know what's happening to these weapons right now. We're acting off assumptions. We know that he's taken them, but we don't know to what purpose. Yes, is it probably to build an army? Looks like it, but we still don't know exactly what the crime is other than smuggling weapons. To the necromancer, which I'm sure is, is building up a group of, of settling down goblins who are going to just defend themselves and stuff, right? I see you're unwilling to budge. What I'm saying, Leo, I mean, uh, Catchy, is Jones is willing to actually do something right. He's willing to let us take these weapons, curse them, even though it's probably going to cause danger to him and his family. And guess what? We're probably not going to be there to protect them if it does. And so whatever action Jones has done, whatever uh, commitment he's failed to do, he's taking responsibility for that. To me, maybe he's just a man who needed to push in the right direction. And I hope that if I ever get into a place like that, y'all are willing to push me in the right direction instead of push me off a cliff. Now, with that, I have a lot of cursing to do. So I'm going to go now. But Kachi, you're my friend, and I still respect you. 
Well, of course, with this fail, who wouldn't? I mean, <laughs> all right. So, what do y'all guys do? All right, Makra and Ruby are going to be cursing the weapons. Leo Kachi, are y'all going to be helping fish? I am sharpening my blades the whole time, menacingly in a corner. <laughs> Every now and then, i be like, oh, what's that, Katana? Oh, yes, that blood is really good. Oh, yes, these dirty sons of bitches. And then I just go back to sharpening, and like sharpen at them, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, look at this. Uh-huh. I'll take Makra aside for a second before he goes on to produce more cursing, if that's okay. <laughs> Mark, um, if he uh, goes all murder on these people, do you have my back? Yep. It's not my version of justice anyway. So I'm, I'm, I'm blade sharpening and he's punch dancing. <laughs> yeah, I think after that conversation, he finds like, <laughs> he goes into the hole of like <laughs> the other storage room and just starts punch dancing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, I can't believe I missed the owl once again. I'm gonna kill that owl. <laughs> um, yeah, so Leo's fishing. Kachi is sharpening his sword. Uh, Raytheon is punch dancing, and Ruby and Makra are cursing. So let's let's try a let's try our hands at these cursings, Seth. Um, it's all low grade annoyances. Like some of the swords speak to people when they hold them. Like, hey, what's up? Let's do this. Let's do base difficulty. Let's just go off the cuff here. Let's do base difficulty for curse. I'm trying to look at. I'm trying to look at weapon qualities. What if we did two purple, two purple difficulty, and you gave the sword the inferior quality? The inferior quality adds a setback dice, decreasing base damage by one. Instead of it just it actually heals people whenever you hit them with it. Yeah, something that actually is like a not just like, hey, they dole the blade. <laughs> Every time they swing it, it has half a chance with the blade inverts towards them. You're talking about a major, a major enchantment. That's like a major level curse, guys. I mean, I understand what you're going for, but you're talking about like legendary shit. What if we curse them with frailty? I don't if I'm making this up. Frailty where the weapons are like super prone to break. I like that. Yeah, that's better. Is that better? Yeah. I don't think Ruby would be able to take 200 swords. Ruby and Makro would take 200 swords and chant them to actually kill their users. <laughs> I think that's like maybe just a little bit out of their yeah. league. They can't enchant like a little needle, a little <laughs> metal splinter that comes out of the handle and just Kills them. Done. The damage they do to others reflects back upon them. They're all low-key radioactive. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the sword glows and kills everybody in a two-mile radius. How about it breaks in such a way it causes damage to their hands? <laughs> because the shards go right for their eyes. It just explodes and kills everybody. It, they have sun's brilliance. When they swing them, it reflects light directly into their faces, so they're blind. Can it give them magical aids? <laughs> magic aids it kills them a slow and painful immunodeficient death <laughs> there's no cocktail for that oh my gosh let's get real let's like all joking that, aside i just want to be useless can we like thread them so that they they're like okay well these are technical weapons but if we were to use them they would just break you can do that in real life right 
Yeah, you just heat them up really hard. Just heat them up really high, and then you cool them off really fast. As long as you have a forge, which we don't. Right. Yes. You just you can cast fire and ice. I think. Maybe. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. I th- which basically what you're asking is frailty. Basically, you're wanting them to shatter. Yeah. Right when they get used. How about with frailty? How about you enchant them? They're going to enchant them with frailty, and frailty says anytime, anytime a a, a roll is made with one threat that sword will shatter and be useless. Two purple difficulty, they can do what I said. Three purple difficulty, they break on a failure with no threat. Four purple difficulty, anytime it's used, they fail, period. How about that? You got three options. So I'm rolling two yellow and a green. Four purple is a little iffy. How about you let Makra do like the two difficulty to where if if uh, when the sword is used one one uh, threat is is rolled um, it shatters the sword and Ruby can take on something difficult she can she does two yellow two green for her ability pool so she can do a four purple she could do a three purple what do y'all want her to do you tell me I mean I'd rather do a three purple if we're gonna do that. Or we could just spend the time making a crate that says weapons. Can I be assisting her and giving her some boost die or something? I would think, I would say this. I would let you do a hundred swords in a day if you take this, the check yourself. I think if you help Ruby out, you can get 150 total. But if you get, if you both do a hundred, you'll get the full 200. I feel like that's okay. fair. So we'll, we'll, eat, we'll each roll then. I think you're saying. Yeah. Okay. If you both want to spend story points, you can. I'm I'm probably going to spend one. I'm assuming we'll have Ruby spend one too. Okay. Okay. Ruby's spending one. Any last objections? She's doing the four difficulty. It's all right. It's done. Two successes. Look at that. A hundred swords when they're used in any means, they will shatter like. Pieces of glass. <laughs> oh, I thought you were having to do this a hundred times. No. no. Oh, 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 gosh, no. All right. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and use another one. And I'm just going to do the three purple, because I three yellow against three purple seems about as much as I'm comfortable doing. Look at there. So, for the, for, yeah, for the sake of the listeners at home, that is a success with three threat. Let's say that the three threat counts for 10 swords each. So 30, you get 70 swords done. Okay. So y'all were able to do 170 swords out of 200. <laughs> Marker, what are you going to say? <laughs> you can just tell them or are you going to let it slip? <laughs> I did it all, folks. <laughs> no, I'm honest. I'd say I didn't quite get to all of them. I ran out of time. So I got thir- 30 swords here I didn't get to. Can I mechanically damage their um, the furniture of the blades? What if we leave those 30 alone, put them at the top of whatever pile gets delivered, so that if they ins- try to inspect them upon delivery, there's at least some that appear to be untampered, and so they assume the rest is okay. I, I, I call the captain. Hey, uh, captain. Yes. Hey. Um, how... Like, how well do they seem to know, like, how many swords you're delivering? Well, we um, actually don't know. Um, we, 
we take them to the ducks. We load them off and we head out. Well, how do you know how many you get to keep? You get to keep the ones that are left over, right? We have a quarter. We have a quarter of meat, 200 swords a week. Any swords that the goblins take before that, we, uh, we get to keep and sell if we want. Okay. Do they test the blades when, they, when we get there or anything like that? Well, we don't know. Uh, when we drop them off, there's nobody there. Okay. And we don't stick so around keep- to find out. If there were like 30 blades like missing, would they notice? Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, for your safety, we might want to leave. The, we, we couldn't make them. <laughs> we, we cast a curse on most of them. <laughs> it's great. But we couldn't, um, we couldn't do all of them. Well, the th- like 30 we couldn't do. So I guess we have to put them on top. What you decide to do with the blades is up to you. I have a feeling that the consequences of this action will come back upon me and the village no matter what. Hopefully, we'll be able to weather the storm. But if not, then so be it. Y'all are about 30 minutes out, and um, the storm hits. And it hits hard. Uh, it It makes sailing rough. And you guys help out as much as you can, but y'all are not really skilled at uh, sailing. So it's kind of more like just them trying to grin and bear it to get through this storm. They, you guys approach the city. You kind of come above deck and you see this great ruined city that sits sort of kind of a little risen above the lake. Uh, You see a massive keep with towers that reach the sky. A few are destroyed almost entirely uh, with one sole tower still um, intact. Uh, The keep actually looks somewhat intact from this area. Y'all come to the docks and um, they are able to sort of lower the anchor and tie off on the docks to keep you safe and keep from being dragged out into the sea in the storm. And right now it's pretty safe right here where they are. Um, You've got a little bit of shelter from the storm. Uh, But as the storm continues to uh, increase intensity, um, y'all are standing on the deck looking at this city that looks not only abandoned, but has this ominous feel as lightning strikes uh, as the sun sets you are walking into the city in night. I think Husseldorf, as y'all are standing on the deck of this boat, looks up to the city as y'all are deciding what to do, and I think he looks at y'all and says, Hmm, so it begins as it ended. And uh, he steps off the boat and starts walking into the city. Ah, crap. Oh, good. I'm glad we brought them, right, everybody? Darn it, Dingleberry! The content of this podcast remains property of the Hazardous Casual Podcast. Genesis Role Playing Game, Genesis Logan, and Realm of Terranoff, property of Venice and Flight Games. Any content used from Genesis Founder belongs to their respective owners. The Hilarious Setting and Setting Book is property of the Hazardous Casuals Podcast.